0: Elon Musk throws the market in Twitter shareholders a big time reversal. The White House is expecting extraordinarily elevated inflation. We cover the biggest analyst calls of the day. Is one of JP Morgan's top strategists throwing in the towel on the market? And Shopify announces plans for a 10 for 1 stock split. This is the Running with the Money briefing. Let's get into it. <laughs> up and welcome to another episode of the running with the money briefing powered by pounding the table i'm your host luke Dunay, and welcome the market's moving significantly to the downside today dow jones finishing down 413 points nasdaq down 299 and the sp500 down 75.75 points today Now, shifting into the biggest headlines of the day, the first one we have to cover is, of course, this headline out of Twitter and Mr. Elon Musk saying that he will no longer be joining the board and taking that board seat after purchasing roughly a 9% stake in the company. This has been a headline we have been following and the market has been following throughout the past now week and a half, two weeks, major headline, absolutely rattling the markets. But Elon Musk now saying that he will not be joining Twitter's board and this is very big because on April 5th, he said he'd be joining the board. And that came just a day after he disclosed that he had purchased all of this Tesla stock. And also that board seat was going to put a 14.9% cap on the amount Elon Musk could purchase of Twitter stock. So this is really big because now it opens the door, according to analysts. For a hostile takeover by Elon Musk, but we're going to get into that in a minute. The first thing I want to cover is Twitter's statement. Actually, it came from the CEO on his Twitter page. She said, quote, team, Elon Musk has decided not to join our board. Here's what I can share about what happened. The board and I had many discussions about Elon joining the board and with Elon directly. We were excited to collaborate and clear about the risk. We also believed that having Elon as a fiduciary of the company where he, like all board members, has to act in the best interest of the company and all our shareholders was the best path forward. The board offered him a seat. We announced on Tuesday that Elon would be appointed to the board contingent on a background check and formal acceptance. Elon's appointment to the board was to become officially effective for nine. But Elon shared that same morning that he will no longer be joining the board. I believe this is for the best. We have and will always value input from our shareholders, whether they are on our board or not. Elon is our biggest shareholder, and we will remain open to his input. There will be distractions ahead, but our goals and priorities remain unchanged. The decisions we make and how we execute is in our hands. No one else's. Let's tune out the noise and stay focused on the work and what we're building. So Elon Musk reversing his decision to join Twitter's board and letting the Twitter team know. Now, what a lot of people are focusing on is that last little part out of the CEO where he says there will be distractions ahead. And not only that, but really the whole entire action of Musk not joining the board once again is opening up the possibility of a complete takeover of Twitter. And that's some of the speculation here. So we actually got commentary from Gordon Haskett's research advisors, Don Bilson. And he wrote about this in a note on Monday per CNBC. He said, quote, this weekend's change up spares the company from having to deal with a renegade director tweeting about board level discussions. That would have been untenable. The flip side to this is Twitter must deal with a wildcard investor that already owns 9% of the company and has the resources to buy the remaining 91%. As volatile as Musk is, we could see a move like that made shortly, or we can never see it at all. This overhang that Twitter now lives beneath certainly qualifies as a distraction. Don Ives also provided commentary to investors on this issue today, actually In an interview with CNBC's Andrew Ross Sorkin, he went on to say, quote, this is clearly going to be an unfriendly situation. Instead of Musk in the boardroom in the corner, just saying nay or agreeing on certain board candidates, I think now it really goes to the point that in the coming days, I think we'll start to see if he's going to go more hostile, more active. That's what the streets focused on. So the street and investors focusing on whether Elon Musk is going to get more hostile here. I mean, Really, he does have the resources to go after a potential takeover of Twitter. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens here. But the big headline out of last night going into today is that Elon Musk will no longer be taking on that board seat. Now, shifting into some comments out of the White House that we definitely need to cover in relation to inflation. So tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m., we have that Consumer Price Index, CPI, reading report that will be dropping, and all eyes are on that. The market is fully focused on that, of course, because we have inflation, and everyone's focusing on what in the world is happening with inflation. How is this inflationary report going to come out? Well, the White House has pretty much said what they believe this CPI report is going to show. In fact, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said, today, we expect March CPI headline inflation to be extraordinarily elevated due to Putin's price hike. We expect a large difference between core and headline inflation reflecting the global disruptions in energy and food markets. So really the only difference between headline CPI and core CPI is, of course, the exclusion of energy and food from core CPI. That's the only difference. But the White House is expecting a, quote, extraordinarily elevated inflation read for the month of March per the CPI. And this is really quite big because this is on the mind of every investor out there right now in the markets is how is the CPI read going to come in and how is the market going to react? We saw the market move to the downside significantly today and now the White House is saying that this read is going to be extraordinarily high, definitely not a net positive. So this is something to pay attention to. And also just for context here, the previous read actually showed inflation rising 7.9% over the last 12 months. That's the highest level we've seen since 1982. So that is something to pay attention to. And that was for February. That was the February reading. So there's a lot of issues surrounding the market right now. One of those major issues is inflation. The White House saying they have big time expectations and they're trying to pin a lot of the blame On Russia. Not sure you can necessarily do that. Many will argue that, but we are here to give you the news and report on what they say. And this is what the White House is saying, maybe spooking some investors today. Also, today we had a consumer report. So, per the Federal Reserve data out of the New York Fed, we now see that consumers are seeing inflation hitting 6.6% over the next year. And that's according to the New York Fed survey in March, which was also released today. Now, given that consumers are seeing inflation hitting 6.6%, that's a 10% increase in the median expectation over the past month. And it's also the highest level we have seen within a series of those dates since 2013. So definitely even some record consumer numbers coming here when it comes to inflation expectations. Also, the uncertainty about inflation, according to CNBC, over both a one and three year span are showing record highs and household spending expectations are also rising. Those increased by 1.3 percentage points to 7.7%, which is also a new series high. So consumers expecting More inflation on the horizon, expecting to spend more. We're seeing consumers be more and more uncertain about inflation in the future of the economy. Meanwhile, you have the White House almost putting a fire under that, adding fuel to the fire and saying, look, Inflation is going to be extraordinarily high per the latest CPI report. So keep your eyes on that. The Bureau of Labor Statistics will be dropping this tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. We're going to get that CPI read, and many investors are expecting a lot of volatility surrounding this data. Now, also, the biggest analyst calls of the day, what in the world do we have going on? Evercore ISI upgrading Warner Brothers' discovery to outperform from inline today. they go on to say, quote, we think the shares are undervalued with a 14% 2023 levered free cash flow yield and a path to growth free cash flow per share at a double digit rate per year thereafter. So it's pretty much a free cash flow call on free cash flow yield and a path to grow the free cash flow per share. Bear downgrading NVIDIA to neutral from outperformed today as well. The firm went on the say, quote, we believe Order cancellations recently started in consumer GPUs driven by excess inventories, a slowdown in consumer demand reflected by an ongoing reduction in graphics card pricing, slowdown in PC demand and the Russia embargo. So Baird downgrading NVIDIA to neutral from outperform on a potential slowdown in demand specifically for GPUs. Goldman Sachs today reiterating Netflix as neutral. The firm went on to say, quote, while the competitive intensity for media consumption choice remains elevated, short form video, long form video and gaming. We see Netflix with a strong content slate in the coming quarters with many returning titles that had been delayed as a result of the pandemic. Against that backdrop, we remain neutral rated on Netflix and lower RPT from $450 to $420 on the back of shifts in subscriber growth. An interesting call out of Goldman Sachs. On Netflix, Atlantic Equities reiterating Coinbase is overweight today. The firm went on to say, "Quote: While near-term fundamentals have been challenging for Coinbase, we believe that there is potential for a rebound in both price and volumes through 2022." Atlantic Equities a believer in the longer-term thesis and potential for Coinbase. We also had UBS reiterating Microsoft as a buy. The firm on to say, "Quote." We now believe that the Office 365 juggernaut is likely to begin a gentle deceleration given high penetration and the pandemic backslash work from home benefit starting to fade. That said, we remain buy rated on Microsoft shares. So UBS expecting a slowdown in Office 365 growth, but at the same time continuing to like Microsoft because at the end of the day, it is a phenomenal company. And then finally, JP Morgan downgrading American Express to neutral from overweight. The firm went on to say, quote, we continue to view American Express as one of the most fundamentally compelling names within our coverage. However, we believe current estimates and valuation fully incorporate a relative positive base case. Consequently, we see more attractive risk reward opportunities within our coverage. So JP Morgan, seeing more attractive risk-reward opportunities in other spaces, and therefore downgrading American Express to neutral from overweight. Now, shifting into actually a strategist from J.P. Morgan. So, Marco Kalanovic said in a note, who is a top J.P. Morgan strategist, to clients on Monday that the buying opportunity in U.S. stocks that was initially created by the first sell-off throughout February and March has now faded. He goes on to say, "Well, markets have recovered a majority of their early March sell-off and thus no longer look oversold. While risk remained elevated around geopolitics, policy tightening, and growth, as such, we take profit on the tactical increase in our equity overweight initiated last month." Now he goes on to say, "While the U.S. appears to be on an aggressive tightening path, China is expected to ease as soon as this month." As such, we increase our overweight of emerging markets versus domestic market stocks. We also maintain our large strategic overweights of commodities and energy stocks given structural supply and demand drivers. So, it seems that Mr. Kolonovic is no longer outlandishly bullish on the U.S. equities market and is more bullish and expects better returns in emerging markets, which was a big time note that also shocked the markets today. It is also important to note that he's still somewhat optimistic about U.S. stocks. In fact, his S&P 500 price target for the end of the year is still 4,900, which is roughly 9% above where the index closed last Friday. So this is all something to keep in context, but much less bullish commentary coming out of JP Morgan's Kalanovic. And then shifting into our final headline of the day, Shopify announcing a planned split 10 for one. And this is all, of course, reliant on approval. Now digging into those details, this proposed 10 for one split will, of course, be put into action on their Class A and Class B shares. It's subject to approval by at least two-thirds of shareholders. And it's also important to note that if this is approved, this will actually go into action. It will occur on June 28th. Also, Shopify announcing that they are attempting to get a founder share for their CEO, Toby Lutke. And where there was actually some commentary coming out of Robert Ash, who is Shopify's lead independent director. He said, quote, Toby is a key to supporting and executing Shopify's strategic vision and this proposal ensures his interests are aligned with long-term shareholder value creation. So in essence, what they're attempting to do is get Shopify's board to authorize and issue a new class of non-transferable, quote, founder shares to their CEO, Toby Lutke, which would give him roughly a total voting power of 40% as the executive. So some big moves going on when it comes to shares and structure of their shares over at Shopify. But that is the final headline of the day. We will be back tomorrow, of course, to cover the biggest headlines of the day and biggest moments. But until then, I want you to go give my boys over at Pond on the Table, a listen at Pond on the Table, any realist podcast, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, please go and give me and my team, a follow at running with the money on Instagram and Facebook, or follow me at Luke today on Twitter. In the meantime, it's a profit trade on and I'll see you tomorrow.